1: is this when i go what do we do here yeah cam this is it's a whole new thing this is your day yeah hop in yeah well first of all welcome
0: everybody thanks for joining the first episode of dexter's conjectures Woohoo! I'm also going to call it the conjecture corner. I think that's a little, it like rolls off the tongue a little bit easier. I like it. We're we're keeping it fluid. We're keeping it fluid. (laughs) And guys, basically like here in the conjecture corner, we're going to cover mysteries, oddities, conspiracies, maybe other strange, you know, maybe ghostly occurrences. We're just going to kind of keep it fluid and, and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep it fluid in life, man. That's that's what I'm talking about. Twenty twenty one, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. It's a whole new world. That's exactly right. That's exactly right.
1: I think they know who we are, but just Oh, I'm Cam. Yeah. Let's let's tell them anyways. This is That's So Fucked Up,
0: a yeah. podcast
1: about Colts murder and other generally fucked up stuff. Cam, you go first this time, because this is your time to shine. Oh:
0: thanks. I'm your host, Cam Dexter. No, we're your hosts. We're your hosts. We're your hosts. I'm Cam Dexter.
1: Cam's like, I'm the fucking host now. Well no, we are. You we always say we are. Yeah, but no. Yeah. It's And I am Cam's co-host today, Ashley Richards. Cool.
0: So, cool.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> All right, guys, so yeah, today I'm going to talk a little bit about something that I'm pretty passionate about, ancient Egypt.
1: Shout out to Emily, who is one of our, I think she was actually our first patron, and she's really pumped about this subject. Yes, dude. Okay. Okay. So
0: we're going to dive into the curse of the pharaohs, and specifically, we're going to take a deep dive into King Tut's war trumpets. Okay, so these are the oldest ancient playable instruments on Earth, you guys. You can still play them. They were found over 3,000 years ago, or I mean, they they were constructed over 3,000 years ago, and each time they're played, a deadly conflict has broken out somewhere around the globe.
1: Okay, sorry. Like, the annoying little sister in me right now is like, mm, but how do you know it's the oldest instrument in the world? How do they know because, that?
0: Because we can date them back to the 18th dynasty, when King Tut ruled.
1: We found them in his tomb. Okay, and that's like so, one of the oldest times in the world.
0: Well, that was, so specifically he reigned in around like 1330 B.C., so before Christ, so mm-hmm. we're in 2021 now. So they're over 3,000 years old. And we found other ancient instruments, but these are playable, which is spectacular. Ah,
1: uh, uh, okay. So they're still playable today is what you mean. Yes. Gotcha. And at one point, somebody got
0: it into his head like, hey, should we try and play these? And for some reason, everybody's like, yeah, let's do it, man. They're totally. ancient, they're irreplaceable, <laughs> they're fucking priceless, but let's give them a little tootski. So... <laughs> So here, that's, <laughs> it's a true story. Like, what? Maybe we should just put him in a museum, like, leave him alone. <laughs> but that's not no. what happened. And we all learned some serious lessons. We'll go into, yeah, like I said, every time they are played, something really bad happens. Okay, so before we talk about the curse of the pharaohs, we need to know a little bit about the pharaoh himself. Many of us are familiar with the name King Tutankhamun, a.k.a. King Tut, a.k.a. the boy king. But a lot of us don't really know his origin story. And it's pretty interesting that he's the most famous pharaoh because the ancient Egyptians actually tried to write him out, of, him out of their history. He was basically like a big embarrassment and so was his dad. So King Tutankhamun was the son of the hated and disgraced pharaoh Akhenaten. Not only was Akhenaten a product of incest, but Tutankhamun was also a product of incest akhenaten married his sister and they didn't know about this stuff back in the day they thought it was kind of divine you know we've seen that in nobility that's kind of a, a trait that we're familiar with
1: incest has been pretty popular actually, with the royals throughout throughout time yeah right and right. in some cultures that have a very tribal mentality that's like yo know, you stay in this circle it's, it's, crazy. it's about keeping,
0: it, supposed to be about keeping the bloodline rich.
1: And now with science, we know that's not exactly. Have you heard about that one family that they just kept breeding into the family and until everybody died? Because it just ended up being so inbred that nobody ended up surviving?
0: Well, that's actually similar to what happened here. Oh, shit. So, okay. So King King Tut was born with a number of serious birth defects he was a very sickly, weak person. He had a club foot. He had abnormally shaped hips, which I guess is like when your family is incestuous, there's like many hormone deficiencies. So Mm -hmm. he had kind of womanly hips, you know, like Mm -hmm. men are slender. He looked a little bit odd, very odd, actually. And all of these ailments made it impossible for him to even walk without a cane. He had to be assisted either by a, a cane or, you know, he'd be carried around somewhere. But he wasn't this young, fit boy king who maybe we all perceive. Um, they also mm-hmm. think like he had probably really bad buck teeth. So this paints a more accurate picture of him. He also maybe had some diseases and he, he was very frail and sickly. So uh, not only that, because of this idea that it's divine to keep the bloodlines rich, he married his half-sister. Maybe full sister, but definitely half. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, so he, he came into power, for those of you who don't know, he came into power when he was eight or nine. He was dead by 17, maybe 19. We're oh, not wow. sure.
1: Was he around when Cleopatra was?
0: No, no, she came later. Okay. She was the last pharaoh before the Romans invaded. She committed suicide before the Romans could invade Egypt. But oh, okay. anyway, yeah, that's that's down the line. So how he died. We're not sure. Maybe he was murdered because actually the Egyptians saw him as this embarrassment. You know, the pharaohs were considered living gods. And here we have this young, sick, frail boy who couldn't produce an heir because his parents were the subject of incest. He was the product of incest. He married his sister. So he was actually, this is pretty grim. He had two stillborn daughters whose mummified baby corpses were, bar- were later buried with him. So that's pretty sad. They, when they excavated the tomb, they found these little baby mummies or skeletons. Wow. So again, he was not able to produce an heir and he was either murdered by somebody because he was an embarrassment or they say maybe he had a chariot crash, or even potentially like a hippo attack on the Nile. <laughs> no one knows for sure. That would oh, be hippos
1: sad. are super aggressive.
0: Dude, hippos are no joke. I was actually googling hippo attacks the other day just for fun. <laughs> Have you of course, seen them of course swim? Course you Have you seen them swim? They come up out of the water like freaking jaws, dude. They're just like, <clears> and they can swim so fast. I literally almost shit myself. They are terrifying.
1: I saw one swimming at the zoo the other day, and it made me super sad because the swimming area was very small, oh, and yeah. then I imagined it wearing a tutu. Right. And mm-hmm. that made you feel a little happier. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you know, because Fantasia. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Fantasia.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Fantasia's the best. Okay. So now that we have a better picture of the Boy King, let's talk about the tomb. The men who discovered it and the strange events that would follow. So the tomb was discovered by Howard Carter in 1922. Carter's excavation was actually funded by a British noble. His name was Lord Carnarvon. He was the fifth Earl of Carnarvon. And mm, three thousand. Yes. 000- yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And <laughs> three. So three thousand years later, it's actually a miracle that there was even a tomb to excavate, because as many of you might know. All these tombs were raided by by tomb raiders. Everybody knew there's jewels, there's daggers, there's whatever. So the fact that this tomb even exists and that there's even a curse that we can talk about today is it's really kind of a miracle. Because King Tut and his father were such an embarrassment, they were written out of history. All the historians were like, you know, leave them out. This is like a real bad time for us. The dad was like an evil, maniacal psycho. And then his son was this like frail, Im- you know, unfortunate looking. They're just like, no, like they're we're, like, we're- it's, it's not a good look for us. Right, right. And then, of course, you know, we bust his tomb open and all this crazy shit starts happening. And the quest. So. Forgotten from history, the quest for King Tut's tomb started with a cup, which is hilarious. If this cup had never been found, we would have never known that 5,000 priceless ancient relics were hidden under the ground. And the cup was a cup known only for the pharaohs, and it had Tutankhamun's name on it. And Howard Carter, who's an Egyptologist of the time in the 20s, is like, I know every single name of the pharaohs. The Egyptians were like meticulous with recording who the pharaohs were. It was like a big part of their culture. So it's not just like, yeah, back in the day, nobody knows. Anyway, so he's like, I know every name, and there's nobody by that name. Here's when things start to get kind of crazy. So Carter and Carnarvon start working together in 1907, right? And 15 years later, They still haven't found the tomb. Carnarvon, who's bankrolling this whole thing, he's like, hey, Howard Carter, I love you, buddy. But, like, we've been at this for a long time. We're not even sure if this pharaoh exists. Like, you found a cup in the dirt, and you've got one more season. And to bring you luck, I'm going to give you a golden canary. Howard Carter brought this golden canary to Egypt, and it was supposed uh, supposed to bring him luck. But really, it became kind of the beginning of this curse so here we go in 1922 the excavation season is coming to an end he hasn't found anything a water boy stumbles on a rock the rock turns out to be a stair that stair leads to more stairs and finally after years and years and years of digging they find a door sealed with the royal stamp so they're like oh shit guys this could be it right Lord Carnarvon isn't there because he's like royalty. He doesn't stick around while they dig around all day. He's in Britain. Carter is like, I've got to go get Lord Carnarvon. He's got to be here with me when we excavate this thing. I can't bust down the door and like find maybe some treasure or whatever without the guy who's been footing the bill. So he goes back to Cairo to send his buddy a telegraph. And when he gets there, his maid is frantic. She tells him that a giant cobra has somehow broken into the house got into the birdcage and ate the golden canary, which was supposed to bring this excavation good luck. The luck?
1: Oh no. Yes.
0: And now why this is important is because cobras are like a huge power symbol in ancient Egypt. So even just the symbolism of the fact that it was a cobra is like very significant. In fact, legend has it that the cobra, Cleopatra wanted to go down in history as this great ruler, which she was. And the legend is that she committed suicide with a cobra. So the cobra is like a very important symbol in ancient Egypt. Anyway, so the maid gotcha. is like this is a terrible omen. Do not open that door. You can't open that door. It's going to be terrible. And Lord Carter is like, yeah, okay, whatever. Get out of here.
1: Yeah, how so, crazy would it be though? You'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to not open the door, right? Right. But <laughs> also he knows he knows
0: like ancient Egyptian folklore. And symbolism well enough to understand, like the cobra is kind of a big deal. You don't mm-hmm. fuck with the cobra, right? This isn't good. Okay, so but they're like, what are we gonna do? You're not, you're, you're not gonna open the door. You gotta open the door, right? Like, that's what doors are made for—to open them. Honestly, <laughs> to go through them. I have to admit, I'd probably
1: open it. <laughs> of course, of course. You're like, no, I would. I, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't play the trumpet, but I'd open the door. <laughs> well, here we go.
0: Yeah, the the legend is that the the cat's out of the box here with the with the canary out of the um, bag, <laughs> out of the old, uh, out of the
1: tomb. No, <laughs> the cat's out of the box is not a
0: thing. <laughs> oh, is that what I said? Of- <clears throat> yeah. Oh my gosh, I do that all the time. Cats like, out complaint. of the box, folks. <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> all right so uh, lord C. we could just call him lord c how about that carnarvon okay. is a mouthful lord yeah. c gets to egypt right they go through the door and this is actually an excerpt from carter's
1: memoir he writes honestly hold on though they kind of yeah. sound like a rap duo or something you know like sure. lord c and the boy king yeah yeah that's dope <laughs> so you should like market that to somebody they want to hear it so. I'm going down to Egypt and I'm open up a tomb. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's the beginning of it. Gonna clean that shit out. I'm gonna need a broom. Okay.
0: Ooh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's clapping.
1: Boy okay. king on the mic. Okay. All right.
0: So Carter's <laughs> memoir, right? He but writes... Hold
1: on really quick. It's actually perfect because you're Lord C. Okay. I'll stop. <laughs> I'm you're Lord C? Lord C. <laughs> <laughs> Lord C. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You oh. wrap on, girl wrap on.
0: Okay. At first, he writes, I could see nothing. The hot air escaping from the chamber, causing the candle flame to flicker, but presently, as my eyes grew accustomed to the light, details of the room within emerged, slowly from the mist. Strange animal statues and gold. Everywhere the glint of gold. Can you imagine what it would be like to be peering through this little hole? You finally get a little hole through the door, and you, like, hold a candle to it, and, like, you see... (laughs) amazing treasures real treasure yeah Yeah. your whole life had been like a whole room
1: full of gold you'd just be like oh my god
0: you know you'd be going nuts
1: anyway so and the why this is hold on though the statue it's the one with like the is it head of a jackal or something no well i I mean so they
0: found i'm not going to go into all the stuff they they found because it was oh come on cam (laughs) well no we got to get to the curse we only have so much time but 5,000 articles. So actually, King Tut's tomb is like the best and most well-preserved example of a tomb from the Valley of the Kings. And they would find upwards of 5,000 ancient artifacts, like from the floor to the ceiling treasures. And yeah, there was the death mask, which we all know, that that amazing gold with lapis death mask that we have of, of King Tutankhamun.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So
0: that, which is unbelievable and and such a beautiful work of art but then we have the golden beds which you might recognize there was a there was beds there was boats there were jewels there was shoes there was everything a pharaoh would need for the afterlife
1: and wait like an actual boat uh like no like little
0: little boat figurines actually so the boat was what helped the soul go through the underworld in its journey. Well, it was... I wasn't going to go into this, but boats are significant because they help the soul transition, basically.
1: Oh, okay. But so wait, I symbolic. do have a question, though, about what are the jackal masks about? Anubis. The, the jackal,
0: I believe, is connected to the god Anubis. Oh, okay. That was, like, one of the most well-known ancient gods of the time. Okay, maybe that's so, why I was thinking of it. Yeah, yeah. Typically, you'll see... Osiris, who was god of the underworld. And actually, the reason incest, for whatever reason, was so popular is because Osiris married his sister Isis. And Osiris and Isis were like extremely popular gods of ancient Egyptian times. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, here we are. They found the treasure. They are ecstatic. And actually, it's pretty crazy. They found like a dagger. I want to talk about all the cool stuff they found in there, but it would take forever. They had like a dagger that was made from a meteorite. They used like the metal from a meteorite to make like had a space dagger, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) like so many cool things. They also found a scarab amulet that was not made from any known substance on Earth. And they realized that it was a gem made from when lightning hit sand and it formed this like lime green hardened compound and huh, they yeah. yeah so he had some seriously dope jewelry <laughs> you know, know what i mean <laughs> like pri- like talk about priceless stuff now okay also the, the reason that the curse is important and the reason that the items in the tomb are important to talk about and that's why i'm taking the time is because everything that you had in your tomb was supposed to help you in the afterlife like the egyptians believed in this rich and fantastic afterlife where you enjoyed all the splendors you know of I guess, being a god. I mean, they, they, you know, pharaohs were living gods, and once you died, you had all the stuff in there that you could ever need and want. So they really valued not having these items disturbed because if you take them out of the tomb, they don't have them to enjoy their afterlife with. And, I mean, they, they even had, like, dried fruits and, like, meats and everything, really everything you would need. So these items were so important to keep in place because they really, truly thought that without them, you'd be without the things you need. Mm-hmm. And uh on one of the royal tomb's walls, this was written Cursed be those that disturb the rest of Pharaoh. They that shall break the seal of this tomb shall meet death by a disease which no doctor can diagnose. Yeah. And so they took this seriously. They didn't want you messing with their <laughs> yeah. stuff. Of course Carter and Carnarvon don't believe in the curse. They're like, whatever. And here's when people start dying. Lord Carnarvon, satisfied with this like, monumental discovery, is like, I'm going to go on vacation, even though he's already on vacation. I guess that's what you do when you're British no- nobility. You're like, I'm going to take a vacation from my vacation, yo. Mm-hmm. So he goes to an Egyptian city called, I think it's Ashwan. And there he gets a mosquito bite on his cheek. Shortly after, he cuts the bite while shaving. He quickly fell ill. For some reason, he's like, okay, transfer me to a hotel in Cairo. I don't know why he wouldn't go to a hospital at this point, but he doesn't. Because hospitals are uncomfortable (laughs) and hotels aren't. Right. And he went to a really, yeah, he went to like a really fancy hotel. I think it's called the Savoy or something. It's like real nice. But um, he died there. He contracted pneumonia and blood poisoning. And on April 5th, 1923, just months after discovering the tomb, he died. Now, here's where things get weird. Five minutes before Lord C dies, all of Cairo lost power right? Which is, mm. this is, this is a theme that's going to continue with the trumpets. The whole city goes dark. Nobody could figure out what caused it. And five minutes after he passed, the lights turn back on. Now, what's more, according to one of the house... That's trippy. Yeah, I'd get this. What's more, according to one of the housekeepers at Lord Carnarvon's castle, he has this insane castle. It's where they filmed Downton Abbey. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Lord oh. Carnarvon's beloved dog... Yeah. Yeah. You should look at a picture of it if you haven't seen it. It's like amazing. It's like a real castle. It's not like a little like chateau castle. It's like a freaking fortress. It's
1: it's like not like the Dementia 13 castle.
0: No, no. It's like for real. For reals, reals. (laughs) No, no, no. Like these are like legit lords of the land. (laughs) Anyway. So he's in Egypt. He dies. Right as he's dying, his housekeeper says that his beloved dog let out a piercing cry and mysteriously fell to the ground and died. So, the dog. I don't know. why did he I do mean, that? The dog died.
1: Why? Right when he
0: died, and the lights are out. So, like, things are going crazy. Right. Yeah. Shortly after that, two more men who were part of the expeda- uh, exp- excavation team, excuse me, fell ill with pneumonia and also died. Scientists say, like, maybe there's toxic mold in there, but really, it was probably the curse. So now we've got, like, we're racking up a death toll, right? Like, three people dead, a dog's died, the canary's dead, and we can go into, there is a long laundry list of other deaths, but I want to get to the trumpets, and um, maybe, you know, if you're really interested, maybe sometime we can talk about all the other people who are rumored to die, but the trumpets are really interesting, and actually something that most people don't talk about, and it's pretty phenomenal what goes down anytime these trumpets are played. So two ancient war trumpets are found among the treasures of King Tut's. One's copper, one's silver. They're 18 inches long, and they're extremely, what we found, (laughs) difficult to make a sound with. So in 1939, this is actually the year Howard Carter died, a guy named Rex Keating is like, let's try and play these things, right? I don't know why... The powers that be in Egypt were like, you want to play our priceless artifacts? Let's do it. And they get the BBC involved. They're, bro- they're going to broadcast it live. <laughs> 150 million people were listening, right? And they have to start auditions to figure out who can play these things. Because they're, they don't have any valves. They're just like a long tube with like an end. There's nothing... You know, like today, modern trumpets. Yeah. NFL. So just leave them they, alone. They have to do auditions. <laughs> I also love this. They weren't just like, let's just find one musician we know can play it. They're like, let's set some auditions up to like really give these things some like, <laughs> like really try these things out, you know? <laughs> yeah. so, so what? Okay, cool. But, you know, anyway, so auditions happen. Nobody can play the thing. They're making like horrific sounds. It's like everybody like is covering their ears. Finally, they find this guy, bandsman James Tappern, and he manages to produce a couple notes. They're like, you're our dude. Let's do this. They set up rehearsals, and this is when the curse strikes again. They invite the king of Egypt to come listen to the trumpets before they do the broadcast, like as a cordial kind of formal thing, like your ears can hear it before the rest of the world, whatever. His name was King Farouk. Mm -hmm. They invite him. James Tappern obviously is pretty nervous to be playing for the king. And he tries to fit a modern mouthpiece into the top of this ancient trumpet. He tries <laughs> oh your face. <laughs> <laughs> and he explodes it. He tries to jam it in the top. And basically, the silver, because it's 3,000-year-old silver, the bottom just, like, shatters. It's basically become, like, brittle glass because it's it's so freaking old, guys. You know what I mean? So in front of the king, they shatter this priceless (laughs) artifact. And everybody's like, Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) So they, not only are they so embarrassed, but they have to scramble to, like, with a restoration team because the live broadcast, they've told 150 million people who are listening to the BBC that, They're going to do a live live broadcast. (laughs) Tisk, Tisk, BBC. Yeah, in 1930. And then I, in, yeah, I know, honestly, guys, like, I don't know. Retrospect being 2020, like, maybe let's not do that. But (laughs) here we are. Okay. So they managed
1: to successfully. It's also, hindsight is 2020. Oh,
0: man. What? What did I say?
1: Retrospect. Retrospect
0: being 2020, baby. Ay, ay, ay. You've All got right. your we're own way <laughs> of talking. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we do whatever over here. We have fun. All right. So the restoration team manages to put this trumpet back together. And on April 16th, 1939, these ancient Egyptian voices kind of were risen from the dead. And what's crazy is on the day of the broadcast, just minutes before they're going to go live, the lights in the building go out, the power doesn't go out because they can still do the broadcast. But once again, there's an inexplicable power outage. And just as Howard Carter first saw the treasures in candlelight, they had to light candles and do the broadcast in like the flickering of candlelight, which just makes it all the more eerie. And I want to keep I want you guys to keep that in mind as you listen, because we're going to play the trumpet right here. And now the two trumpets will be blown by bandsman James Tapper, who is here by permission of the Colonel and officers of the 11th Prince Albert's own Hussars. I must explain that
1: neither trumpet is easy to sound, and this is particularly true of the copper instrument. The silver one will be heard. The trumpets of the Pharaoh Tutankhamun, Lord of the Crowns, King of the South and North, I'm no brave.
0: Okay, so we've just listened to the war trumpets. I'm so glad that you guys got a chance to hear those creepy trumpets. And now we're going to talk a little bit about what happened every time these war trumpets have been played. So here we go.
1: So that was a sneak peek at our newest Patreon segment, Dexter's Conjectures. If you want to hear the full thing, head over to tsfuthepodcast.com where you can join our Patreon or send your bingo cards to tsfuthepodcast at gmail.com for a chance to win a free month. Bye!